I don't know how good or how bad everybody's week was this past previous week. But if you had a bad week, if you had something poor happen to you, maybe it just wasn't wasn't your best seven days. At least, at least you can say you did not lose 70 to 20 like the Denver Broncos did this past week. Sam, I... I think I think it's time that we say that the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. I think I've come to that. I think I've come to that realization. I've come to that conclusion. I, I think it's time we have to say it. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty easy. You know, how you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. I am recovering from an illness, so I hopefully I don't sound uh, too bad. I still... no, you sound like it. Yeah, it sounds awful. Okay, good, good. <laughs> just Can all I... nasally. Just uh, you got the low baritones coming in. Right, just gonna bring down the quality of the show even even further. So I'm, I'm gonna give you credit here before we start any sort of sports talk. Um, I will I will concede that the Dolphins right now after week three do look like the best team in the league, and it's not even close. Um, I finally took your advice and started listening to a podcast called Smartless. Yes, with Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and uh, Sean Hayes. Yep, and I think. It is the single greatest podcast I've ever <laughs> bestowed upon my ears because those guys are just so hilarious. They're the best. They're the best. Now, so okay, so I, I have to I have to ask because now okay. now we've sidetracked. I was gonna hit the ground running with sports and then keep moving, but now we've sidetracked and I'm glad we're doing this. When when you started the show, did you start from like the most recent? Did you go to the very beginning? Or did you just pick an episode of somebody that you like recognized and liked? Yeah, so I scrolled down and I picked for an episode like a guest that I that I was interested in. Um, I can't tell you the first one I listened to, but I've now listened to the Matt Damon episode, the Will Ferrell episode, the Ryan Reynolds episode, um, Matthew McConaughey's. So I've like skipped around over like the past year because they've been going on for what five years? I think it's been. Uh, I don't know if it's been five. I thought it was three, um, but I guess they would have started at the be- near the beginning of COVID. So, oh well, that, yeah, like three years. Yeah, yeah. I um. So when I started that, show, my dad actually found that show, so I have to give him credit for for that. Um, and when I started it, I started all the way at the very beginning, and they were I don't know they were maybe a year a year and a half into into their show and I just had, so I had a huge backlog of episodes that I had to go back and listen to. Um, And I think one of the flat out funniest episodes that I remember purely, like there are a couple episodes that stand out to me. Um, I really liked the Seth Rogen episode. If you like, um, he's, he's just really fun to listen to. Like he plays a lot of very specific roles in movies. So it was really, really cool listening to him. Um, just talk about random stuff. That was a lot of fun. I I love it when they bring on like intellectuals, and it was double fun for me because I freaking love space. So the Neil deGrasse Tyson episode was really cool, and Bateman's actually a huge nerd for that as well. So he asked some pretty cool questions. Um, but I think the absolute funniest episode from top to bottom was the John Krasinski episode, through and through. Um, okay. He uh, so him. 
Will and Jason are all like best friends. Um, and like, yes, he's really close with Sean as well, but um, it, it was clear that uh, Krasinski, Bateman and uh, Arnett are all like really, really tight. So I would say the majority of that episode, like 70, 75% of that episode, they're just effing off the entire time. And it is so funny because they just start telling a bunch of stories. Um, and I, I think, I think from in, from beginning to end, that's probably, um, the funniest episode to date that I remember. Um, but yes. How many did you say that, you've listened to? Uh, the, of the ones that I've listened to. Yeah. Well, how many, how many would you say you've listened to? Oh, I've listened to almost every single episode. I probably listened to like, I haven't been listening to them recently because I've been, I, because the NFL season started. So a lot of my podcast time, I'm just dedicating to sports one for just, you know, I, I need it, but also to stay informed for this show. Um, for our I show. need it. I need, it's like a drug. I need I to just put it into I, my veins. I need it. Um, I need that dose. So I haven't, I haven't listened to, I would say, I don't know the past, like, I don't know, 10, 15 episodes maybe. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, that shows, that shows awesome for anybody who just wants a, like a good laugh, especially if you know those three, if you know anything about those three guys. Um, and how do you not? I mean, you, everyone knows the guy on the Reese's commercial. Come on, Jason Bateman. He's in a lot of movies, and uh, Sean Hayes. I mean, he's big from Will and Grace, but then he also does a lot of Broadway and well, a lot of musicals. I know. I uh, the funny thing is, is for as much for as much as they make fun of Sean, that seems obviously that seems to be a shtick on the show. But Sean is by far the most talented out of all of them. <laughs> Um, well it's not jason we can we can cross that off (laughs) yeah yeah um it's awesome it's awesome anybody who wants a a good good hour listen i'm just it's just it's a it's a perfect it's a perfect podcast it's so so funny you know you know i'll say if you guys want just put it on right now take the hour then come back to us and tell us how it was exactly we'll we'll be here don't worry we'll be waiting but go check out Smart List. I will another shout out of a podcast I've listened to, which I think they're going to end. But it's um, Strike Force Five, so it's um, John Oliver, uh, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, and Seth Meyers, all in the same podcast. And those kind of personalities bouncing off each other. I love. I mean, I grew up on Jimmy Fallon from yeah. his late his his late show. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel now, I think his just sense of humor kind of meshes with mine a little bit. But discovering uh, Stephen Colbert, I never watched his show, but he is hilarious Yeah, on this I, podcast. You know what the funny – I'm so glad you pointed that out because that was another episode that I forgot to mention. The Stephen Colbert episode that they do is outstanding. It's so fun when they bring on talk show hosts. Yeah, the Jimmy Kimmel episode I think is my favorite yeah. that I've listened to. Yeah, it is so great when they bring on talk show hosts because they're not they're not being the host, you know, and they're it's just it's perfect. And I think the Stephen Colbert one out of all of the talk show hosts was my favorite one. Um, I remember really, really liking that one. So, yeah, I mean, they're all comedians at the end of the day. So they're just bouncing off each other, looking for the right moment, looking for the right one liner. I like um, Strike Force Five because the dynamics within that like 
some of them are a little closer to each other than others, but recently, the last three episodes, I think, they're just bagging on Jimmy Fallon, and it is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> like, they're just taking shots. They could be a guest, and they're just taking shots at Jimmy Fallon. It is so funny. <laughs> well, there you have it. Eight minutes of podcast endorsement from the best sports podcast you all will listen to today. I can guarantee that. Um, well, it so, doesn't get better, so. I know, I know. So not only do you get great sports show, but we have great recommendations as well. And here's another great recommendation for you. I recommend, or I would have recommended, that you turn off the Broncos-Dolphins game within the first mm, 20 minutes. Because I, I, I have to start there. I have to start with that game. Because, I mean, anytime a team... Well, honestly, anytime a team puts up 40, it's pretty noteworthy, uh, a noteworthy accomplishment. You hang 50 on somebody, that's even more impressive. That's kind of about what we see in terms of end range for NFL scores. So the fact that they scored 10 touchdowns and hung 70 on the Denver Broncos, I mean, you know what really hasn't aged well? The Sean Payton line of that was one of the worst coaching jobs I had ever seen. Man, that has not aged well. That that didn't do it. You know, I was, I was surprised because when looking at the halftime score, I was, I was following this game to see the, that the Dolphins put up 35 and a half. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's impressive. But then to hear them continue to pour it on Denver, I was like, what did Sean Payton do? Nathaniel Hackett isn't coaching the Dolphins. Why are they taking this so personally? I know. It was crazy. So I, I so for those of you who play fantasy – which I'm assuming is quite a few, quite a few people who listen to this. Um, what actually? <laughs> let me let me just set the scene for you. Let me read some uh, some numbers for everybody real quick. So the Dolphins put up a total of 726 yards in their game. Uh, yeah. Passing yards was 376. They rushed for 350 yards, and they averaged 10. Point two yards per play they had 30 first downs just want to also set that and here's the thing the broncos ran 59 plays the dolphins only ran 71 so it's not like they had a significant difference in terms of how many plays they ran anyway i was playing against somebody who who had two two players on the dolphins and Raheem Mostert and Tyreek Hill. And Raheem Mostert had 45.2 points and Tyreek Hill had 30.7. I basically lost to the Dolphins this past week. Um, and here are some other stats for you in case in case anybody wasn't caught up with how ridiculous uh, that game was. Tua was 23 for 26, 309, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's got to be the MVP front runner at this point. I don't see how you can argue with that from this point uh devon eight chain uh 18 carries 203 yards 11.3 yards per carry uh two touchdowns rushing he also had two touchdowns uh receiving as well and tyree kill had 157 yards for one touchdown um i i will i i will say though quick correction i yeah. think it's devon achan I heard A-Chain a bunch. I was confident so, at pronunciation. So I saw a Bleacher Report came out that um, 
he came out and said he wants his name pronounced this way. All right. Well, when he listens to the show, I will fully apologize to him. That's. I think that's that's very big of you, Jason. I know. I know. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. I what, think he who, would. Who's going to appreciate it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't want to stab at it. No, 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 no. Because I really don't remember how you pronounced it. Devon Achan. Achan. There we go. All right. Anyway, 726 yards. 726 yards. That's two games worth of yardage. Yeah, the the absolute. You started with the fantasy uh, impact implications for this game. If you have a player with a dolphin on their helmet, you were scoring points. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if it was the backup. Didn't matter if it was the starter. Didn't matter if it was the third receiver. Didn't matter if it was tight end. The backup QB, Mike White, comes in and puts on a little show too. Mm -hmm. That was just. Is there a way that the Broncos could have like waved the white flag in that game and said, no, like this just isn't looking good for us. Like we forfeit, you guys get the win, but we don't want to give up 70 points. Yeah, we're done. (laughs) We're done on this. (laughs) You guys did it. And here's the thing. It's not like, I mean, Denver still themselves. You know what? Never mind. I'm not even going to try to defend Denver. I was going to say, you know, they still put up three hundred over 350 yards worth of offense. Wilson well, you can't you can't defend Denver. Up. They can't defend themselves. So that's fair. Don't that's, even try it. That's fair. I two has got to be the front runner, right? Yeah, I mean, out of he's, all the, um, he's the voting favorite. I mean, he's the betting favorite. Um, yeah. If he stays healthy, he's winning this MVP. And then I was just a year late on my prediction, so you were. I'm I'm chilling. You were. Um, so, so far, uh, he's thrown for over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions, and has a, a 121.9 uh, passer rating, um, which is I just- think really, to put this game in perspective, like the Niners are having a great year offensively, and they've scored 90 total points through three games. The yeah. Dolphins scored 70 points in one game. Yeah. Um, like, put- that's just next level. They've put up 130 points this season. No other team, uh, I'm looking at it right now, no other team has put up, yeah, more than 90. And that would be the San Francisco 49ers as the second most. So to put it into perspective, they are 40 points better than the second best offense in the league. <laughs> now, we we can say the Dolph- I I concede the Dolphins are the best team through three weeks and should be. But the fact that I would, had to sit there and listen to Colin Cowherd say that the Kansas City Chiefs are the second best team in the NFL was absolutely ridiculous. If it's not the San Francisco 49ers, we're not having a conversation. Yeah, look, I know they beat up on the uh, I know they beat up on the Bears, and that was also the the other ugly. Oh, ooh. Would you rather be a Bears fan or a Broncos fan? Honestly, probably a Broncos fan. I don't – the week that the Bears had between, you know, their defensive coordinator resigning, the whole Justin Fields – I don't even know what you want to call it – media debacle. <laughs> he played awful. Um, he was 11 for 22, 99 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, he ran more. He ran 11 times for 47 yards. So, yay. I guess that's positive. So they the actually they ended up playing together this week. 
They play they play against each other this week. Who? Denver and Chicago. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. That's perfect timing right there. That really is. That's going to be a 3-3 game going into the fourth. No, but I agree with you. I think I think at this point, I think it's fair to say that the 49ers are the second best team uh, in the league. And I think right behind them, I think you still have to give a vote of confidence to the Eagles. Um, and then I would say the Chiefs are probably right right behind them. Yeah, and then the probably Cowboys right after. Yeah, I just – I don't – I get the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, but if we're going off of just this season, there's no way. The Chiefs haven't looked good. They've looked good in one game so far. The Niners have been dominating all three opponents they played. So let me ask you, because you mentioned the Cowboys, how much stock do you take in this loss that they – It didn't look good, man. They made the Cardinals look really good. They did make the Cardinals look really good. The Cardinals have played everybody tough so far. I know that they um, – True. I know that they played the Commanders, which – say what you want about the Commanders. Maybe they're not the greatest team ever, but they're not pushovers. Um, uh, 37-3 they lost this weekend. Okay, again. They got pushed over. They got pushed over by a light breeze. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not awful. Um, they, they lost 37-3. It's one game. That's awful. It's one game. <laughs> At least it wasn't 70-20. to 20. <laughs> um, They played the Giants pretty tough. I know the Giants. I, I, I would think that – well, I guess we'll find out here very soon. The Giants and the Commanders haven't played each other yet, right? No. Uh, no. Have not. They have not. Well, it'll be, that'll be an interesting game. Um, they played everybody tough so far. I think, honestly – They've looked better than I think a lot of people would have assumed. True. Um, I don't truthfully think they're – I mean, people keep saying that they're the worst team in the league. When you watch them play, it's hard to say that they are. I mean, they play really, really hard. Josh, I mean, Josh Jobs is not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's playing pretty well for the Cardinals. James Conner uh, is also – he uh, is having a pretty good season so far. Just against Dallas, he had 14 carries, 98 yards. He was averaging seven yards a carry, uh, had a touchdown. And uh, I don't know, like they're just kind of scrappy. I, I, that's the word that I would give them. But more on the Dallas side, they were the team coming into this week that I heard a lot of people saying were the best team in the NFL. So losing to the Arizona Cardinals is obviously going to – that's a blemish on your resume – but if you – let's just say, for the sake of argument, that we both had them as the number one team in the NFL, where now do they fall for you? I think they're still in the top five for me. Um, yeah, I think they, they're either five or four so far in the this season. They're probably right behind the Eagles for me. I think that the biggest thing, not only – the loss, but also um, Trayvon Diggs getting injured and out for the season. I think that's a huge blow for that team, that defense that was playing so well. Um, so just adjusting from all of that will be pretty interesting. Yeah. So I mean, so, okay. So we're saying we're saying the Dolphins. I think well, we would take over the Cowboys. The Chiefs we would take over the Cowboys. The Forty Nine ers. So that's three already. And then Eagles. 
Yeah. And then that's maybe it. Maybe. Yeah, the- it depends. Depends if you want the Bills over them. Um, Ravens. Uh, not. Uh, I think the Cowboys have looked better than the Ravens, personally. Yeah. Yeah. So fringe, fringe five. I mean, the Bills. The Bills have played really well so far. Um, really well. I know they lost to the Jets opening day, uh, but they smashed the Raiders. They smashed the Commanders. Two bad teams. I get it. I'll tell you what. Next week, Dolphins Bills, ten a.m. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. Hopefully, that is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking. I'm looking right now at the stats for um, which team has given up the fewest amount of points, and it's not really close. It's it's the Bills. They've only given up 35 points through three games. Granted, they have played three terrible um, teams. Yep. So yep. take that with. Um, <laughs> I guess that's funny, kind of looking at that now. You've given up the fewest amount of points, and now you're about to go up against the team who has put up 130 points in the first three weeks. I guess we're about to find out, really, whether the Dolphins' offense is more legit than the Bills' defense. Yeah, you think um, Denver was like looking at that Chargers game that Miami played and was like, we could do better than that. We can one-up. <laughs> them because that I mean that that week one game the Dolphins looked unbeatable unstoppable but they looked even better in this first week I'm excited to see um this game against the Bills and I am very surprised about the um spread for that game but we're gonna wait to get to that gotcha I mean you know what they should do they should just they should flex they should flex the game (laughs) they should flex that game yeah Um, I've heard a lot I've heard a lot about people saying that they should change the Sunday night game because it's Jets, uh, Chiefs. Yes. Yes. I agree. Which is one of the biggest threats. I don't. I think that's – I mean, it's a big – yes. It, it doesn't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. It could have Taylor Swift. There's always – come on. Taylor Swift. That That's a possibility. That's big-time ratings right there. And it's a huge stage for the Chiefs. Even if the Chiefs were to absolutely whoop – on the Jets, that's a monster stage in New York for them to play. Which they probably will, but here we are. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Okay, so here's another question that I have for you, since we're kind of just doing a roundtable bounce uh, into each game. Are the Bengals the worst team in the AFC North? Everybody else is 2-1. and one. Yes, they have played like the worst. Two. Joe Burrow still seemingly got a little bit of a lingering calf issue. Are they really the worst team? Um, I don't think they're the worst. They don't have the worst offensive unit. I can give them that. Um, I think even though they've played pretty poor, um, I think that their offense is still better than Cleveland and Pittsburgh. But their defense compared to both of those teams is nothing close. And I think the Ravens are just all around better than them. So I'd, I'd say if we were to uh, if we play and move the chains, I'd probably move the chains on that one, Jason. Okay. Yeah. Because the Browns and the in Pittsburgh have legit defenses. I think those are both top five defenses. Yeah. Easy. The, oh wait, I made a mistake. The Bills have given up thirty five points. The Browns have given up thirty two. So I missed that. I was about to say the <laughs> the Browns have two games. 
where they have given up three points. And one of them was against that prolific Bengals offense. It wasn't very – I mean, that was weather and a lot of a lot of stuff. I, Burrow still doesn't look right. That offense still nope. doesn't look right, even against the Rams. Surprised that the Rams struggled that much. So that was a, that was a big game for that defensive unit. But I think through three weeks, we can say that the Bengals have played the worst in that division, but they're only a game back. So that says something. If Deshaun Watson plays the way he plays against Tennessee, then you really got to start taking Cleveland seriously. He, he was 27 for 33, 289, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He also ran four times for 16 yards. If he plays that way with that defense behind him, the Browns are going to be really hard to beat, like legit difficult to uh, to be. And here's the here's the crazy thing for them is they play within the first four weeks. They play the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Ravens. So mm-hmm. if they come out of next week three and one, they'll have two wins against I guess seemingly who we thought was going to be the two best teams in that division the Bengals and the Ravens so having a leg up on both of those teams I realize they lost to the Steelers however having a leg up on both of those teams within the first four weeks is massive yeah I mean it's it's ideal scenarios for Cleveland I just think someone's got to be in that offensive meeting room is like guys we just need to score 20 points this defense is that good that if we score 20 points, we are going to win 10 games this year. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I bet you they win 12 because I'm looking at the remainder of their schedule. It is a no. cakewalk, dude. No, listen to this. So here's the thing. So they play <laughs> – so they play next week. They play the Ravens. Then they have the Niners. However, and that, that's, a, that's a tough stretch. However. They lose both those games. After that, they're not going to lose both of those games. After that. Well, I know they're losing one of them. (laughs) So, (laughs) after that, they play the Colts, Seahawks, Cardinals. They're going to win all three of those games. Oh, gosh. What? They're going to win all three of those games. Wow, that's kind of disrespectful. They get the Ravens after that, which is tough. But then they play the Steelers at home. They've lost two. They get the Rams, the Jaguars, Bears, Texans, Jets, Bengals. They do not have a difficult schedule. I would not be shocked if they win 12 or 13 games. I think they're going to mess it up. I I mean, they shouldn't have lost that game against Pittsburgh, but they messed it up, right? That This offense isn't a well-oiled machine. I know they put up 27 against Tennessee, but that was in a good game for Deshaun Watson. Those are, those are coming few and far between. Well, that's fair, but if again, if that if that train continues to keep rolling, right? Then, pos- I mean, if he plays that way going forward, and that's 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 what my whole argument hinges on. I said at the very beginning, if Deshaun continues to play that way, then I believe that they're that they would win at least twelve games with I think, the schedule that they have. I think after week five, they're going to be two and three. And then you're saying that they have to go and only lose two more games the rest of their schedule. I think it's possible with the schedule that they have. Uh, Seahawks is a big game. Indianapolis, they're playing well, dude. Talk about a team that we that no one thought was going to be good but is playing well. 
I was going to say, lumped him in with the Cardinals, right? Better than we thought. Yeah, defense is playing super well. And then that offense, if they have Anthony uh, Anthony Richardson, who's been playing really well, but just injury has kind of kept him, kind of limited his production. If he's playing, that adds a wrinkle to that offense. Jonathan Taylor will be, will be back for that game too. I, there's just some landmines in that schedule. I think what we've seen from the first three weeks any team can beat anyone. The fact that the Texans just absolutely destroyed Jacksonville <laughs> means there's zero rhyme or reason with this season. Tell you what, they hit on C.J. Stroud. He's played really well through the first three weeks. Yeah, I think he was easily the number one pick. I think we talked about that before. Um, it was weird that Bryce Young was just penciled in as that number one overall pick. C.J. Stroud – just if you watched that game against Georgia in the college football playoff, you knew this guy was legit. Yeah, he's thrown for 906 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and right now is a 98 rating. He had a 384-yard game against the Colts with two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He he is playing really, really well, and it's that's, that's great for Houston because, um, again, yeah, you can lump them in, again, with uh, – uh, the Cardinals, like I said, that's that's a team that's just playing well above expectations. And I guess that you can lump the Jaguars in um, with the Bengals, a team who's playing below expectations. Everybody had penciled Jacksonville in as the winner of that division. Yep. Easily. Like, within – they were – they were – I mean, during the preseason, Trevor Lawrence was, I think, a – Dark, like a dark horse favorite for a lot of people to win MVP. And I heard people picking Jacksonville to go up to the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely heard those. Definitely saw a lot of those predictions. Those go right in with the Justin Fields as an MVP contender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've made it 30 minutes and I haven't mentioned the Raiders game, but I have to. I have, we have, sure? to, have to talk about the end of that game. Okay. You have to talk about the end of that game. So before I give my thoughts, what are what are your thoughts about the the whole going for the field goal thing? Um, I feel like we talked about this what when um, Green Bay was playing Tampa Bay in the NFC. Gosh, was that the championship game? The year that Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl, beating Aaron Rodgers. There was the whole oh you're down by two possessions or. Something like that, and you needed a field goal and a score. So Green Bay, instead of going for going for it on fourth down, within like the ten yard line, ended up kicking it with Crosby, and mm-hmm. then they just didn't get the ball back because uh, Brady and the Bucks got a first down. Um, I think it was crazy then. So then now you go back, and the Raiders are doing the exact same thing. It's just weird that you have um, young coaches like. McDaniels and um, Staley who are making these wild calls when it's like there's years of proven decision-making and it's like, just go with, go with what's been working. What every single coach has done in these situations. Why are we zagging when everyone's zigging? Does that make sense? Zigzagging? (laughs) The whole, it's the whole argument of, players over plays right like that's and that's what i think the nfl has always sort of been built on it's it's players over plays always 
And at that point, I mean, Devontae had 13 receptions for 172 yards and two touchdowns. And I understand that if you were to put him out wide, he's probably going to get double teamed. But I find it hard to believe that we couldn't have gotten four yards with Devontae or Jacoby or, I mean, finally Jimmy decided to throw it to Hunter. That was like he forgot he was on the team through the first couple weeks. I don't know what's going on there. Probably because Hunter can't separate. Okay. Um, he hasn't been able to get open for like two seasons now. I don't, I don't know about the whole two seasons thing. But, so I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. So, I think on paper, <laughs> analytically, going, going for the field goal in that situation sounds great. Because if you get a stop, which I think the previous two Steelers possessions, definitely the previous one, but I think the previous two possessions, the Raiders had gotten stopped. Their defense was stepping up when they needed to. So maybe you're banking on the fact that your defense is a little bit hot. Then if you get the ball, all you need is a touchdown. Obviously, that's the thinking. You don't have to go for two. Yeah. But, again, for me – the thing was, is that if you elect to go for it on fourth down in that situation and you don't get it, then you're still banking on the same thing anyway. You're still banking on the defense getting the stop basically at the same point, uh, at the same position on the field. Because we were about at the, we were like at the 25, 30 yard line, roughly. So you're banking on the defense to do the exact same thing anyway. Either way, you need to stop. So to me, this the scenario doesn't feel all that different. And I think I would be able to – I think it would have just felt a whole lot better had they had tried to go for it. You know, I feel like that would have been easier to swallow than never having given it a shot in the first place. Like, I get it on paper. It sounds great, but – realistically, you just never give yourself a chance to even attempt to tie the game. Mm-hmm. Like, that was never an option. I mean, I guess it was, but you were banking on that only being an option if your defense gets a stop. So, I don't know. It just it didn't – it did not feel right. It just felt like a very weird way to – to lose that game. And I still don't understand the call. And there were so many Raiders fans after that game saying, it's time. We need to fire McDaniels. <laughs> McDaniels. I can't believe you go for the field goal. And that's like, Bob, like the fans were not happy about that. And I, I truthfully wasn't either. That was a very weird call. I didn't like it. Then I don't like it. A couple days removed from it. Still. It's just, that was not, I do not think that was the right decision even though i'm guessing that's what the analytics suggested you do but i i don't know that's just that's not i don't i don't even know what the right word is for it Ed. i it's just um i i i, I i'm tr- i'm struggling to find the right adjective for it and i just i can't it's it just did not feel good then it, it didn't feel good now so how do we how do we feel about jimmy g after this game <laughs> And through three games this year. Look, there are certain times where Jimmy looks like he is unbeatable in this offense. He's making great throws. He's moving in and out of the pocket. It's outstanding. 
However, the interceptions that he has thrown this year have been god awful. <laughs> have been the one. If you guys were watching the game, the little half-ass like floater to the right side of the field was one of the genuinely like worst interceptions I've seen in a while from an NFL quarterback. Other than I guess the Justin Fields one from the previous week at the two-yard line. But again. There are times when he looks so good, but his interceptions so far this season have been so bad. So mm-hmm. bad. So, I don't... And it was funny because I had pointed that out to my parents over text, and then my mom sent me sent me a text because Chris Collinsworth had said, hey, like, he basically had said something to the extent of, like, you can't really figure out why the Raiders offense occasionally looks really good. And it's like, well, cause occasionally Jimmy looks really good. And like, he just looks like he can't, he can't miss because I mean, his completion percentage is usually really, really high. I actually think he was like leading the NFL or um, was close to it. Um, they had a stat on that at the beginning of the game that I'm, that's jumping from my mind at the moment. But, like, again, that's that's the way that I can describe it right now is that sometimes he looks great and their offense looks unstoppable and he just looks like he cannot miss. But his mistakes, the interceptions, are so bad. And they're a 100% on him. There are some interceptions <clears throat> that you can look at and see and go, well, Maybe that was just a miscommunication between the quarterback and the wide receiver, or that one just went off the wide receiver. There's none of that going on. There, it, it, At least from a fan's perspective and a little bit of experience playing that position, they look like they're all on him. And that's mm-hmm. what <clears throat> however, what? However, he's still good looking. So, Yeah, still got that going for you. Yeah. Um, why, why hasn't Josh Jacobs been able to just break through? in any of these games in the last good, three weeks. Good God. I If I had the answer to it, I'd be coaching right now for the Raiders. Cause I don't, I have no idea. I really... like what's different. What's different about this year. Do you think defenses are more focusing on him now because they're not getting beat over the top from Devonte and Jimmy? I don't know. I mean, Devonte, Devonte's had a good year so far. Um, I mean, he's got, he's got 300 yards. Um, He's averaging 12 catches per game, and he's got three touchdowns already. So he he's had a good year, and Jacoby Myers has also had a good year. But that's really it. Those are the only two like wide receivers right now that Jimmy seems to want to throw to. I don't know what's going on with Hunter. I don't know if it's has- bad. He's just bad. He's not bad. <laughs> uh, I really don't know. I have no idea what's going on with Josh. Because last year he just was unstoppable. And here's the thing. He's always been good. That's the thing that's so puzzling to me. Is that if you go through and you look at his stats from previous years, he was either at 1,000 yards every single year or right around it. I have no idea why. Yeah, so here you go. His first couple seasons in the in the league. I thought over a thousand, over a thousand, eight seventy-two, and then sixteen hundred last year. He's always been good, so I do not have an explanation to what has been going on with Josh. I that has been one of the most puzzling things to me about the team so far. 
Yeah, it's just weird. I mean, you got to be a little reassured that the defense played pretty well. Uh, yes, they they stepped up, and <clears throat> I uh, sorry, I still got the <clears throat> my illness right now is <laughs> um getting the best of me at the moment. You need, uh, some, you need some herbal tea, some <laughs> you know, get a get a little gargle going. Um, they gave up thirty eight points to the Bills, so that was rough. I kind of expected that a little bit because the Bills' offense is outstanding. Um, the Steelers' offense so far hasn't been great, but I mean, we a, a lot of our a lot of our like I think on each level of the defense we have one guy that we can kind of count on. Like Max was highlighted pretty much every almost every single play. It seemed like they were talking about Max on defense. He's in every single play. It's if you just watch him for a whole game, he's always there. And they were comparing him and T.J. Watt throughout that game. Their stat lines were crazy in terms of how much uh, how much of an effect they both have or they both had on that game. So, Max on the defensive line. Divine Diablo, our, our linebacker, used to be a safety in college. I think he runs – they said he runs like a 4-4 or a 4-5. Oh, that that'll dude, do it. That dude's a menace. He is everywhere as well. And then Nate Hobbs. Is out is an outstanding corner. Like they have people on each level who play well. And I, yes, last last game they did they did play fairly well. They also played fairly well against the Broncos. But I don't know how. I don't really know if that's something you can hang your hat on. So I guess they've been a little bit better than I thought they'd be. Um. So that's nice. But the offense has been worse than I thought it uh, would be. So I don't I don't really know what to make of. Yeah, so they haven't they haven't scored twenty points yet in the game, right? Uh, no, no, they had seventeen, ten, and eighteen. Oof. Okay, gotta figure it out. Who do we want, do we want to get into uh, this next week? Uh yes, we can. I, however, I was going to give you the power rankings uh, from the NFL. Oh, please, please give them. Uh, <clears throat> so quick power rankings. This is from NFL dot com. If the Niners aren't second, I'm I'm leaving. I'm walking out. Yeah, so I wanted to – because when we were talking about it, I tried to pull it up um, when we were talking about what we thought our power rankings sort of were roughly. But I couldn't find um, which list that I wanted to use. And the NFL's one looked, looked, I guess, the most reasonable. So I'll start from the bottom. The Packers are coming in at 10. Um, Cleveland is 9. Baltimore is 8. Detroit is seven. Ooh, okay. And then they have Dallas at six. So that's kind of where you and I were 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 putting them. We had them at like five or six, but we said it depends on where you put the Bills, and they have the Bills at five. Okay. They have Philly four, Kansas City three, San Francisco two, and Miami one. Oh, I thought I was going to have to walk out. Okay. We're good. I- that feels about right. I, I don't really have any major gripes. I feel the Cleveland, Baltimore, and Detroit ranking from seven, eight, nine is I feel like you could I guess mix and match those teams to me. But can we have like can you really have Cleveland in there if you don't have Pittsburgh in there? To me, those are like the same team and Pittsburgh beat Cleveland. 
Um, yeah, but I, I think it's because Pittsburgh hasn't looked as dominant as Cleveland. Yes, Cleveland lost to Pittsburgh, but the other two games, Cleveland smashed the two teams that they played. And the Steelers got destroyed by the Niners. They lost, They obviously beat the Browns, and they beat up on a bad Raiders team. Oh, I just – I think that's kind of a double standard, but – where do they have the Steelers? They have the Steelers. They have the Steelers at sixteen. They have, they have the Chargers ahead of them. They have the Saints ahead. Okay, maybe I get that. But they have Jacksonville ahead of them. No, I don't. I see. I don't get it. I I know the Steelers' offense hasn't played well, but I mean Cleveland's offense is bad. They have Cincinnati at eleven. It's probably like a long term. List. That's the only reason why I think you have you could have Kansas City that high. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But I think their top ten is fine. But what's below is a little, it's a little weird. I would honestly, if if you were to assure me that Derek Carr was going to play, like if he wasn't going to miss any time, I'd probably have the Saints in front of the Packers. I know the Packers beat the Saints, but that's Kind of only because Derek Carr got injured. I mean, they were dominating that game before yeah. Carr got injured. And again, the Saints—they might have the best defense in the NFL. Their defense is outstanding. <laughs> um, before coming into yesterday, they had given up only one touchdown in two games. And um, yeah, I mean, you got to give credit to Green Bay—they were able to come back against a really good defense, but that's kind of different circumstances with a backup quarterback in, in James Winston. Yeah. Derek was playing well. He was 13 for 18 over a hundred yards, had a touchdown. He's been, that's been a perfect match for, for them. Um, Again, I had said that, you know, if, if Derek plays the way that I, I know he, he, I know he can uh, given the fact that, the Saints had a soft schedule. I figured, and, and, you know, the fact that I think their defense was better than even I thought they were going to be, but given the fact that they had a pretty soft schedule, <clears throat> it seemed to me that they had a fairly straightforward path to being one of the top seeds in the NFC. So I think that obviously, like you said, hinders on, you know, how healthy Derek's going to be, but assuming he comes back relatively quickly, the Saints are going to be a tough out. They're always going to be a tough out and they're getting Kamara back. So that'll help. Yeah, hopefully Kamara gets a lot of dump passes off to him. I need him to go off. Yeah, he can be there. He won't be as good, but he can function in the same way that, like, Christian McCaffrey does for the 49ers. So, um, <clears throat> all right, let's get into – let's get into next week's games. Um, okay. You you won. Um, you won three to two. I think I was going to win that week the game – uh, our picks hinged on the on the Saints game, and after Derek got hurt, sorry about that. Yeah, that uh, that went down went downhill after that. So you have a commanding two zero lead, and I'm just kicking your ass this year. Yeah, so heading like it's it's not even close. Why are we at two zero? Oh, because we tied the first week. We now. tied the first week. That's right kind of bs we should like figure out a tiebreaker or something yeah all right <clears throat> thursday night game lions packers in lambo that's gonna be fun 
Yeah, Green Bay home dogs um, plus one and a half. So Detroit's favorite on the road. That uh, is that the best Thursday night game so far? Well, no, because like the Lions and the Chiefs were the opening Thursday night game, huh? Um, you you can really see though. There's a concerted effort to get good teams on Thursday night, except for the weekend after, because it's the Bears Commanders. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> we're taking we're taking that week off. Um, I'm gonna go Detroit. Detroit on the road. I think I'll go the Lions as well. I might flip on that if we need to, but I'll go Detroit as well. I do think they're better. All right. <clears throat> Falcons, Jaguars. Oh, that's the London game. Uh-huh. That is the London game. Yeah, Jacksonville favored by three. Um, gosh, Atlanta did not look – I think it's going to be a bounce. It's it's pretty much a bounce back week for both teams. Um. I mean, the Lions yeah, they, play amazing here. Oh, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's got more firepower to win that game. I, I, I tentatively agree. The Falcons have looked better so far, I think. But, I, yeah, I, I think I'll take Jacksonville. I'm not confident enough in the Falcons yet to outright pick them. Yeah, young young team going to um, England this early in the season. I think that's kind of a recipe for um, Jacksonville to just have a better game. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rams Colts is um, Richardson playing? Uh, let me check real quick. Um, it's in Indy. Indy's favored by one and a half. Uh, so from it was 15 hours ago, Colts from Colts Wire, Colts Anthony Richardson remains in concussion protocol. I don't know if that means he's going to be cleared. He was, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to find real quick. Richardson still has <clears throat> time to clear the protocol in order to be active for the week four game against the Rams. Chances would be li- would likely be higher if he returns to practice Wednesday, but we won't know until that time comes. So we're filming this episode on Tuesday, so we won't actually know until tomorrow. Um, give me the Rams, anyway. I'll take the Rams on the road as a dog. Okay. Um, Colts have played really well. They've played really well. Yeah, they're first in that division. Yeah, much better than I think anybody expected. Um, they were they played a tight game against Jacksonville. They beat up on the Texans. They just beat the Ravens, which is really impressive. Um, I'll take the Colts. Why not? Why not? Why not? The Rams. Aren't, the Rams aren't uh, a juggernaut, so, so let's do it. Uh, Browns. Ravens. <clears throat> uh, give me the Ravens. Wow. Uh, um, the Raver, the Ravens are dogs in that game. They're uh, plus two and a half on the road. Cleveland. I think they should be dogs in this game. Um, the Ravens offense at times so far this season has looked great. And then it has not. And they're going up against a defense that has been stellar. Um but at the end of the day, I think I, I have more confidence in Lamar Jackson. I will take the Ravens initially, but if we need to flip, then 
then I can I can flip on the Browns because I I think I have a little more confidence in them than you do. Um, a lot more. Vikings Panthers. Oof. Um, Two zero and threes. Give me give me the Vikings. They're favored on the road by three and a half. Um, Andy Dalton in there for Carolina. I think he's. I think Bryce Young is going to be out. Um, I don't think it matters a whole lot. Really, I think you're getting – I think that roster around the quarterback position just isn't there. So, give me Minnesota. I agree. Uh, Bengals-Titans in Tennessee. Uh, give me the give me the Bengals. They're favored on the road, uh, two and a half. Um, this tight – this is a game that if the Bengals aren't careful and they come out really slow, they can just get out physical. But yeah. they looked like they had some fight in them on uh, Monday last night. So I think hopefully they come out with a little bit more fight in this game. Yeah. Um, I agree. Give me, give me them as well. How about the Saints Buccaneers? This, this now is a tough one. Um, Saints are favored at home, but is Derek Blaine? So, so says Derek Carr believed to have suffered uh, AC sprain in shoulder. Ooh. I don't. I think. I think they were afraid that he ha- had a long-term injury, but uh, looks like looks like he's not going to be um, playing. You know what the interesting thing is? Is that you know the Buccaneers also have played much better than I think anybody expected so far. Um. They beat the Vikings. They beat the Bears. They, I guess, you know, they lost to the Eagles, but they made Jalen Hurts look, I don't know, relatively normal. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it would be wild to pick the Buccaneers, especially since Carr's not playing. I know Kamara's coming back. Yeah. Winston revenge game. Potentially. Potentially. I, I'm not saying I would pick the Buccaneers. and I, In fact, I don't think I will, but I don't think it's I, – I don't think it's, it would be a, a shock if they win that game. Um, I'll take the Bucks. Okay. I've been riding with the Saints all year because of Derek. I'll stick with them. Jameis Winston is going to throw for three interceptions but five touchdowns. and Hopefully a couple of the Camara. Yeah, and the Saints win. Um, Dolphins Bills game of the week. Give me, give me the, give me the Finns on the road as a underdog plus three. Which that was that's the spread. A three points. That's the spread that I was like, okay, that's just that's not it. That's crazy. Okay, um, you're getting three with the best team in the NFL, and they're playing in Buffalo. But this isn't like December. It's September. Yeah. um, It's going to be the best offense that they've gone up against for sure. Um, But I think at that point, I mean, I declared them at the opening of this show, the best team in the NFL. So why I can't pick against them. Um, Broncos Bears. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's in Chicago. So who, which team do you think is favored in this game? It's Denver. Denver is favored on the road. Do you want to guess how much? 
Um, I I feel like I feel like based on the way you're saying that, it's gonna <laughs> either be really close or much bigger than I think. Um, say three three and a half on the road. Woo, Jason, let's get you to Vegas. Oh, Denver yeah. favored by three and a half. Okay, yeah, because I it's it was a field goal. That's I was like, it's either going to be a field goal or a touchdown, and I don't think they gave a road team that big. And one and a half felt a little too small for how bad the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, the Bears have looked. So, yeah, I'll I'll take the Broncos on the road. Um, I will also take the Broncos, but I sneakily take Chicago with the points. Uh yes, I agree. <clears throat> three and a half. I mean, if it's a touch, if it's a field goal, yeah, they cover. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Eagles, Commanders, Eagles. Yeah. All right, Steelers, Texans. That's an interesting game. Um. Yeah, in Houston, but Steelers are favored by three. I take the Steelers. I think. I think yeah. the Steelers' defense would be kind of tough to play as a rookie yeah. for the first time. And T.J. Watt, should he be in the MVP conversation with how well he's been playing? He's a machine, dude. <laughs> I know Micah's getting Micah Parsons is getting a lot of love, but T.J. Watt, every he's jumping off the screen. I know he's he's a, he's just he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. I mean, he's not as good as Max Crosby, but um... right. Uh, speaking of, the Raiders play the Chargers. And you know me, I can't. I, I never pick against the Raiders. So It's in L.A., but it's probably going to be a um, pretty uh, Raiders-friendly crowd. going to be a Raiders home game. Um, what do you think the Raiders are – how many points do you think the Raiders are given? Five and a half. Dude. Okay, let's get let's get on a plane. Let's go to Vegas. Five and a half, Jason. Yeah, let's go. But there's no way that the Raiders don't lose by less than a touchdown. There's just yeah. no way. Yeah, they play the Chargers tough um, usually. So, uh, uh, give me. Sorry to do this again, but give me the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, 49ers Cardinals. Take the 49ers in that game. The the disrespect shown. The Niners are favored by 14. Two touchdowns to a team that just beat that just upset the Cowboys. I think with like a thirteen point spread, if I'm not mistaken, last week. Nutty. So Vegas was like, "No, we don't. We don't give. We don't care. The Cardinals just won. We're doing it again." All right, fair enough. Um, though that same Cowboys team is at home against the Patriots. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. Okay, so and then I'll take the Chiefs over the Jets. Yep. And then I will take the Seahawks on the road against the Giants. What a weird Monday night game. That is a very interesting <laughs> game. Um, the Seahawks are dogs on the road against New York. Uh, but give me Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're at three. So we have our odd number. Um is there any that you're looking at right now that you tentatively want to flip on? So we're we're Tampa Saints Raiders Chargers Rams Colts. Oh, okay. 
that I want to flip on? The only one that I would consider heavily would be the Browns-Ravens one. Um, I might consider doing the Falcons-Jaguars one. But, I mean, I guess maybe the Lions-Packers. There's a couple tight games. I can see the Packers winning that game. Tough. I mean, there. I mean, I, I did not think that this previous week had a lot of very like exciting matchups, and I guess name value wise, this weekend doesn't either. But there are a lot of either like decent teams that are both decent that are playing each other. There's obviously the Dolphins Bills game. There are two equally bad teams playing each other, so that might be a good game between the Broncos Bears. Yeah. Uh, there's a divisional game against the Raiders and the Chargers. They always play each other tough. Um, the Cowboys are coming off of a loss against the Patriots defense that has been playing fairly well. So I, there's some there's some good games this week. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Do you? Are, are, is any of them jumping out? Do you no. Want to switch. If you're not feeling heavily on one, then I'm I'm good with I'm good with what we got. All right, give me give me Green Bay over Detroit. Give you Green Bay over Detroit. Okay, I mean I've given you a win every week with the Raiders, so you're welcome for that. But <laughs> hey, I picked the Raiders the first week, and we were I was proven right. So you're you're taking Green Bay. Yeah, I'm going to take Green Bay. and um, Well, no, hang on. If you're going to flop, then I need to flop on one. I can't. No, no, no there's no rule. Well, we got to keep it even. So I. Well, there's nothing even about it. I mean, I'm just destroying you this year. So I'll, I'll give you this week if you want. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take the Browns at home. Oh, I like that. I'll take the Browns. Yeah, at I, was shocked. I was shocked you didn't take the Browns. You're talking all this stuff about the Browns being good, and then you're like, oh, they'll take the Ravens. Well, <laughs> I, I, I said that it rests on the whole Deshaun Watson thing, and if that, if that doesn't happen, then they won't be any good. But they're you're talking gonna, about them winning 13 games, and then you're like, oh, well, they're going to lose the Ravens, though, for well, sure. I just, I just said it depends <laughs> on uh, the Deshaun thing. I said it at the beginning, too. So if I was actually betting, I would bet on Tennessee – beating Cincinnati I just think that that game is gonna like Cincinnati how many times are we gonna get fooled by Cincinnati you know yeah I would bet the Falcons Jaguars game you you would say that the the Jags are gonna win uh no I would say that the Falcons would cover whatever their whatever dog because they they gotta be the uh they're three points that's kind of a it's kind of slim picking well, I, I, I think – I genuinely think they have a chance at winning that game. Um, I don't think it would be crazy to bet the Cardinals. 14 points is a lot. Hey, the Gi- the Niners, um, they covered that giant spread. That yes. giant, giant spread. That was the only thing I was thinking about in that late in that game. I was like, yeah, the Niners covered that 12 points. That's crazy. That's fair, but it, that is a big, big point spread. But either way, um, any closing thoughts about week four, week three, final words of wisdom for anybody? Um, oh, gosh, we didn't even talk about this. Um, Oregon ended up 
<laughs> shellacking yeah, was, on you, Colorado. You can brag about that for a sec. Um, that game was just awesome to watch. And I, it's, it's really just pains me to, like, get hope that Oregon could somehow make it to the college football playoff when I know they're probably going to lose to Stanford this weekend. <laughs> and Stanford is so bad. But Oregon <laughs> just does this every single year. They get a huge win, and then boom, let everyone down. Yeah, they beat the heck up on Colorado. They put up 522 yards, 282 passing yards, 240 rushing yards. They were averaging 7.2 yards per play. And it, this was a like that game was a lot like uh, I think they were trying to do what the Dolphins did to Denver. Yeah. If you could have if you could have asked that coaching staff, they were like, "Yeah, we were going for 60 points in a shutout." Like that's what that's what we were doing. And unfortunately, it got to a point where it was like, "Okay, if if Bo Nix gets injured in the third quarter of this game and we're up by 42, then we're the dumbest coaching staff ever." Right. So it's just I, I I totally got it when they said, "Hey, we're shutting it down." Totally understood it, but um that game was that game was honestly embarrassing. For Colorado, <laughs> that game was was never close. I I think they gained like three yards before Oregon scored twenty one points. Like it was embarrassing. Well, <clears throat> I mean, just gloat, gloat for now, gloat for, for now. now. Massive. Win. The, the Pac twelve is absolutely insane. I think that there's. Washington at seven, USC at eight, Oregon at nine, and Utah at ten. I just I want to say one more thing. This has nothing to do with uh, football. Before we close out, before we close out, okay. I want you guys to know that yeah. October eighth, which is a Sunday, there's something magical happening at five o'clock. Five o'clock that day. That is the first preseason game for the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> So, I'm just I'm telling you guys right now. Between now and then, we have one. We have one more episode. Between now and then, we're gonna film most likely on October third, which is a Tuesday, and then we have October tenth. And on October tenth, we'll have had a preseason game worth of information to talk about on this show. So, basketball season, King season, is right around the corner. Man, you're already moving on. The Raiders got you down bad like that. Already, I am so looking forward to this NBA season. And you want to know, partly you want to know the reason why? Because I have hooked Bree so hard on the Kings that now she is looking at Kings tickets. (laughs) Good. So it is going to be a Kings household. All right. Two weeks. If you bet. So the Kings. Odds to be NBA champions this year, plus 5,000. That's a good bet. They are behind teams like the Mavericks, what? the Sixers, the Heat. Uh, whoa. Why are the Mavericks so high? The other two teams that you mentioned make sense, but why are the Mavericks Oh, gosh. High? I'm sorry. I read it wrong. The Mavericks are higher than the Kings, but right in front of the Kings are the New Orleans Pelicans. Did they even make the playoffs last That's year? I don't think they did. Um, then Memphis. Then Dallas. Then the Clippers. Then the Cavs. 
Right. The Sixers. They're all bad. Golden, Golden State all the way up there. I mean, they just barely beat the Kings in a seven-game series. They're all bad. Uh, the Every other team. Lakers. Lakers, you can get plus 1,300. I think that's actually pretty good odds. That's the pretty uh, good <laughs> Miami next. They were just in the finals, and they might get Dame Lillard. Phoenix next after next at that. And then Milwaukee. Denver, the defending champ, at plus 480. And then for some reason – the favorite to win the NBA championships this year. Who do you think it is? Drum roll. Gotta huh? Gotta be Denver, right? No. Denver's second. Boston what? Celtics are the favorite. The betting favorite to win the NBA championship. Crap. Bull crap. Plus, plus 470. Bull crap. Um, the Kings. Oh, no, I can't. That's way too much. Um... Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I know. I know you're mad at me. I'm sorry. Sasha's gonna win MVP. I'm just we're saying it right now. Uh, you think, huh? I hope. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what they're at. Oh, they help. What? How does this make sense? Uh, where are what? they? You are you? You're putting a lot of dead air out. Are you good right now? Oh, okay. What do you think the uh, Kings over under win total is for this next season? Over what would you be comfortable with? Uh, 45. Dude, you are right on it. It's 44 and a half. Ooh, I've been on it today with. So my... they won, what did they win? 48 games last year? I believe so. I think no. they win more. No, they won more because they crossed 50. No, they didn't. You're wrong. I'm wrong. You're dead wrong, dude. You don't even know. You don't even know how to pronounce uh, Devon Achan's name. I, I won't bet anything that before three days ago, neither did you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know who he was before three days ago. So, <laughs> forty-four and a half. Forty-four and a half. Yeah. Um, ooh, what are uh, De'Aaron Fox MVP odds? This is going to be a big one. Better be favorite. Uh, he's not the favorite. Um, plus four hundred. He's behind. He's a, he's in front of LeBron James. I think that's oh, that's perfect. something. That's all we need. Um, he's behind Anthony Edwards, Diamond Mitchell, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard. We don't even know where Damian Lillard's playing. How do, How can he be MVP? Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, um, Shea, Stephen Curry, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. Giannis, and then your favorite going back to back, Nikola Jokic. So all of the all of the usual suspects then. Yeah, I mean, I'd be very surprised. Are we sure that Shea Gilders Alexander is that much better than Darren Fox? No, no. Are we sure? No, because he's getting. I mean, man, his glow up in the face of the media is absolutely insane. Yeah. No. No. I don't even look. We're we're still in football season. We still got again the the regular season doesn't start until October twenty fifth, or at least I think that's the first Kings game day. Um, whether or not the regular season starts that day, I don't know. But um, it's right around the corner. It is right around the corner. The best time in the year is right around the corner. From October on, we have basketball, we have football. The weather's getting cold. It's perfect. It is the best time of year. So I am looking forward to it. I cannot wait. 
And I cannot wait to be back in a week filming another episode. I had a lot of fun this week, Sam. I hope you did as well. Yeah, I can't. You know what? I I can't wait to uh, tomorrow put my AirPods in and listen to another episode of Smartless. Uh, Heck, paid yes. paid sponsorship. Heck yes, I know. We really yeah, but we need to get on that. Bateman, you and I have the same first name. We should be best friends. Let's go. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody, have a great week. We will see you all very shortly. See you.